You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with me, Karen Agila, and we're talking about how the federal government created the multi-generational home renovation tax credit, which became available on January 1st, 2023 for families wishing to add a secondary unit to their home for the purposes of allowing an immediate or extended family member to live with them. We are now speaking to Jake Fry, a founding board member of Small Housing BC and the president of Small Works. Jake, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it's a real pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So please tell us about Small Housing BC. Well, Small Housing BC is a not-for-profit that basically advocates and does research on the best use of residential land. And and fundamentally, what we're really working towards is being able to facilitate people being able to get equity off their property, have their homes, and and be able to facilitate both um, added family needs. So we look at things such as laneway homes, uh, multiple units on single-family lots, and really illustrate how this is the best use of land in most cities and towns to be able to achieve attainable housing for people. And, you know, Jake, especially, what do you think of this idea of the multi-generational home renovation tax credit? Do you think this is a step in the right direction in dealing with the housing crisis? It's so interesting. I think fundamentally... It tells us two things. One is that we're going to start to see major regulators, both the federal government and the provincial government, and I think a lot of municipalities really fall in line. I think a lot of uh, those regulatory bodies have really seen the light that it's that mom-and-pop style development. It's those people using their own single-family lots with the incentive of getting some equity off those lots that are really going to fundamentally solve the housing problem. So the tax credit is not so significant that it's really going to make a difference. But I think it's clear that the the government's sort of showing their hands at all all levels or showing their hands that this is something they want to see happen and they want to help facilitate that. I think the bigger incentive will be how much the municipalities find that they're going to soften their regulatory approach and really start to facilitate this um, through zoning rather than zoning as a tool to sort of restrict uh, alternative forms of uh, housing. And do you find especially, because it seems with the housing crisis, it's only becoming a lot more challenging. And in the work that you do, do you, are you seeing more people kind of go in this direction now? Yeah, I think it's so interesting to ask that question insofar as, you know, we started uh, doing laneway housing, which is really, it was, that was the genesis of all of this. Um, and we started advocating for that about 16 years ago. And I would say we've seen such a shift that almost, I'd say almost exclusively, the homes that we're building tend to be for multi-generational living. They're either people who are looking to downsize but recognize that doing a small house in the backyard and renting the front house is going to be their best revenue stream to families looking to go, well, how do we start to look at accommodating multiple families in a lot without the traditional sense of everyone under one roof? How do we create independence? How do we create... um, legal documents that start to allow for equity. So as people put money into the property, there's a mechanism for them to leave the property and leave with their equity. Um, so I'd say this is like, this is the sea change, and we're in the middle of it. This is the leading edge of what's going to really, I think, make a dramatic difference to solve our housing challenges when it comes to residential land. Hmm. And, you know, especially I know that you guys did a report to the province which advocated for three recommendations to the province to increase attainable housing supply. What were those recommendations? Well, they're, they're threefold. We really look at, I think one of the fundamental things we could do is really 
look at being able to strata title property so that we can have multiple ownerships. And, and what's nice about this is that we know that this already exists in lots of places. Even cities like Vancouver have had this as a long-standing pro- uh, program when it comes to preserving, say, heritage. So we know this type of housing works. And then we look at sort of this incremental role of changes with really, I think, the most progressive of what we could do is start to look at multiple units on a single-family lot. And we've seen these, again, looking at Vancouver, an example, or Kelowna, we start to get five or six um, living units on a single-family lot. They're appropriately sized for families, or two or three bedrooms. Um, they're relatively dense, but at the same time, they can also have a very much uh, a look that fits into the character of a community. But what we're looking at as an incentive in that is that one of those units would then be protected in perpetuity being below market. And it may not be a lot below market to start with. It just may be, you know, 5 10% in, in some neighborhoods where we need it to be uh, cost-effective to be able to build it. But what's really important is it starts to build in permanent affordability in the future. So as we look at five, six, seven years from now, all of a sudden those units will be 20% or 30% below market. And I think that's the way we're going to make a really the, the dynamic um, uh, drive into re, reinvigorating a lot of communities that are really suffering from a, kind of an austerity because of affordability. Now, after you invest in making a you know a laneway house, does that add value to your property when you do decide to sell it in a couple of years? Well, there's two ways to look at that. I mean, we don't have a lot of empirical data. Um, what we have is anecdotal data. So often, what we've heard from real estate people that we've worked with is that well, that that property sold for you know, 10, 15, 20% more than the neighboring one without a laneway home. And when we look at the investment of the laneway home, I think it's fair to say you're, you're, you're certainly getting your money back, if not turning a profit. Um, what's more important, though, and I think we can't lose sight of it, is that with credit unions like Van City and other more progressive banking institutions that look at income off a property, when you start to have a basement suite, and a secondary, like a laneway home or a coach house, or maybe you have a duplex in the back, um, all of a sudden that revenue starts to make uh, ownership much more attainable for people. So there's a, there's another device there which talks about a, a bigger value set insofar as that those people that are so close to being able to get in the housing market that have over the last 10 years really been at a disadvantage, all of a sudden start to be able to use the property to afford to buy the property. And that's important uh, step as opposed to just necessarily a complete cost recovery. I mean, if I could just drive that conversation forward, what's really interesting is what we find when you look at strata title and laneway homes, where it becomes really interesting is that current homeowners that have a lot of equity, it becomes a profitable venture. It makes sense for them to do this. And yet they have a smaller backyard, but all of a sudden they have money for retirement or for their kids' education or allows them a lot more flexibility in their life for land that they wouldn't be using. On the other hand, it doesn't make sense for somebody to come in, acquire the property to build it. It's not profitable in the same sense for a speculator. So this is a really interesting thing that actually, if you start to strata title lane homes and coach houses, it actually starts to mitigate land speculation on some level. Jake, this is very interesting. I'm sure we're going to have you on again to talk about this as we talk more about this multi-generational home renovation tax credit. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it and uh, have a lovely day. Thanks, you too.